We're happy to have this episode sponsored by Real Mushrooms. You probably already know about some of the great benefits of adding mushrooms to your diet, like better sleep, greater mental clarity, and a stronger immune system, but not all mushroom products are equal. Real Mushrooms is the real deal. Many mushroom companies harvest the mushroom and the grain it's growing on. Real Mushrooms products contain no grains or starch fillers. They're organic, cultivated naturally, and third-party verified for beta-glucans, the compound that makes them so valuable as a supplement. They even have a science and medical team of doctors who ensure that Real Mushrooms meets the highest standards. What I personally love is how informative their website is. Have questions about what mushroom is right for you? They have a robust blog with articles ranging from women's health to what mushrooms are most beneficial to your pet. Want to boost your immune system? Have better sleep and feel more calm? Grab the link in the show notes and get 25% off of your first order. Curiously enough, acupuncture is not just sticking needles into people. It's part of a coherent and observation-based medicine that experienced practitioners of the art have handed down over the centuries. I'm Michael Max, your host and guide of Everyday Acupuncture. Listen in as we explore how you can apply the principles of this ancient medicine in your everyday life. Samar, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really happy yeah, to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. So why don't you just take a moment, introduce yourself to our listening audience. Okay. Well, I'm a licensed acupuncturist and I'm in Seattle, Washington. My practice is CounterPoint Wellness. You can find me online at counterpointwellness.com. And I'm a licensed acupuncturist and also a craniosacral practitioner, craniosacral therapist. That's kind of my background, Mm -hmm. yoga, craniosacral work also have a background in music. And yeah, the Acupuncture Kids book is acupuncturekidsbook.com. So we'll be talking about that. You can check out the site and read about the book. Originally, I, where did I run into your book? Facebook or something? Or mm-hmm. maybe it was, uh, it was it was somewhere on the web. And uh, it's this lovely children's book about acupuncture. And I thought, wow, I want to talk to this woman. So Tell us a little bit about the book. Where did it come from? What was your inspiration for this? Yeah, well, I was working on um, kind of a senior project my last year of acupuncture school. We have a research paper presentation, and I wanted to do a project that I was excited about, something I was really interested in. And I thought about pediatrics because I I love working with children. I've loved that with the craniosacral work, with music. I've, I used to teach kids. And I wanted to write write about pediatrics, do some research. And that got me thinking about about kids' books for acupuncture and Chinese medicine. I was kind of looking up resources, what there was, and I saw that there were no children's books out there. I couldn't find one even about acupuncture and Chinese medicine. So that's like an incredible opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, it felt like kind of an exciting moment of, well, I mean, I guess there are reasons people haven't done this, but maybe... Maybe I'll give it a shot and um, try it. It seemed like a a fun project, and I had some ideas about it. So, yeah, I I, I looked into it, and and I also thought about why 
why there weren't any kids' books yet about Chinese medicine and do you, acupuncture. Uh, do you have some ideas about that? Why there are no kids' books on Chinese medicine and acupuncture? Yeah, I mean, my thoughts about that were, hey, Chinese medicine is most well-known for acupuncture. Acupuncture is needles, and most kids are scared of, or at least learn pretty quickly to be scared of needles. And then there are other aspects of Chinese medicine, such as Chinese herbs, which, you know, sometimes don't taste amazing or sweet. And so that also is something perhaps difficult to write about. So, yeah, I think it was mostly noticing that, okay, it might be a tough subject to write about if you're thinking about needles and then these herbs. How do you write about that in a way that's um, kind of fun and friendly, approachable for kids? So, yeah, I definitely wanted to address needles in the book and also herbs, but I also wanted to make the book a little more broad and kind of an introduction for children to the concepts of Chinese medicine, yin and yang and qi and Mm -hmm. the theory and make it more of an adventure in learning about this world. Right. Now, obviously you've written this for kids. Of course, when you write a book for kids, you're also writing it for the parents. Certainly. So do you see that there's aspects of your book that are also focused on parents and educating them on how acupuncture Chinese medicine can be helpful in uh, keeping their kids healthy. Absolutely. And I think that one of the most, you know, pleasantly surprising aspects of starting to spread the word about the book has been the feedback we've been getting from from parents and from adults who read the book and tell us how much they're learning from the book, why when the adults go to the acupuncturist you know, why they feel the pulse or look at the tongue. So I, I suspect that this book uh, doesn't so much inform your way of working with kids, but that working with kids has actually informed this book. Is that is that the case for you? Yeah, that that is the case. I mean, it was kind of a little bit of both, where as I began to write the book, it... Um, And I was also interviewing practitioners who have worked a lot with kids and Chinese medicine and acupuncture. It also got me thinking more about working with kids and more excited about working with kids and Chinese medicine. But a lot of the inspiration came from working with kids and thinking about, hey, you need to make it fun with kids, approachable and something something exciting, a way to get kids on board. Mm -hmm. Well, probably too, to get their parents on board. Absolutely. With this kind of a thing. So what are some of the things that you would want parents to know that they can bring their kids to an acupuncturist for? Well, I would want parents to know that, you know, it's great to bring their kids to the acupuncturist if there's something wrong, if they're sick, if they have a variety of illnesses. But I also I also wanted this book to have the message of, helping children to trust in the wisdom of their bodies and connect to their bodies. And I wanted parents to know that their local acupuncturist can be a resource to help their kids with that. That's a really powerful message because it seems in our world these days, we're taught more to distrust our bodies, that they're these things that get broken Mm -hmm. and they need to be fixed as opposed to having a certain kind of innate wisdom and ability to take care of themselves. Can you tell us a little bit about how Chinese medicine in particular helps kids to be healthy? I think Chinese medicine can be a wonderful 
a wonderful tool for children to just learn to perceive what is happening in their bodies. Like in our book, there's a point towards the end of the book where the little girl, Maya, and her friends are returning from the acupuncturist. They're about to leave. And Maya just realizes, oh, I'll put on my jacket. Like I'm cold. I'll keep the warmth inside. And I think that's part of what I wanted to to highlight, just even noticing, oh, I'm cold, can put on a jacket, just these little things, or that medicine doesn't have to be pharmaceuticals or even herbs, but it can be food, that this balance, this self-care can be these daily things that kids can get on board with, especially if they have a reason to do it. And, you know, kids love to ask why. And so if we can explain, hey, to to balance your chi or explain these little fun things that are very real, but almost easier for children to understand than perhaps adults. I think it can really help kids get on board with their self-care in a fun way. What are some of the surprises that you've encountered by doing this? Well, first, uh, you know, a graduate project and then turning it into a book. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some of the surprises you found along the way? I think first off, just how much adults have have enjoyed reading the book. I I hoped that it would be a fun book for children and adults alike, but it's been just a nice surprise to hear adults talking about how much they've been learning from this kid's book and and also seeing how broad the audience of the book can be that, you know, maybe not just for acupuncturists and their kids, but for all sorts of people wanting to help their kids as I mentioned before, trust in this innate wisdom of their bodies. And I think I think another thing that's been surprising in a really nice way has been how connected I felt and my husband and who illustrated the book and I felt to people who we've never met who have been sharing sharing their stories with us of how this book has impacted them and how they've maybe read the book to their young child before going to the acupuncturist and how it's made their child more comfortable. Like we feel so overjoyed and connected to these children and parents or grandparents that we haven't even met just mm. hearing their stories. Um, and it's been really touching. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really powerful as a practitioner to have people in our clinics that we get to help face to face there's something else about doing something in the world that touches people that you've never met and you may never meet except mm-hmm. that they meet you through the work that you've done. Yeah, and and also how some of the first people to ask about ordering the book were in Australia or England, other countries and I mean I'm I'm so in awe of and grateful for the beneficial aspects of social media where you can post something on Facebook and instantly be connected to practitioners across the globe. And that's just been a really, a really neat thing to see. Wow. So are you planning a Chinese uh, language edition as well? (laughs) Actually, I think that would be a really, a really neat thing. I've been thinking about some future projects, maybe some other books and some other, um, even short PDFs, more more in depth about needles or herbs, and I do think something fun would be to get the book in in a couple different languages. And how many countries have you sold the book in now? So far, a few. I'm I'm thinking definitely a lot in Australia, some in England. 
the U.S. We haven't actually done much marketing yet. The book, we just posted about the book a couple weeks ago, but we are planning on trying to, to market and let people know about the book. Well, here we are doing that today. <laughs> yeah, that's so wonderful. I, I just want to remind the listeners that on the show notes for this show, that we'll have links to Samara's website. You have like a little sample, some sample pages that can be downloaded as well. We'll have links to that. So uh, you'll be able to go and, and check that out yourself. Hope you're enjoying the show. I'd love to know about what topics are of interest to you. If you have a health concern, or if you want to know specifics about how acupuncture can help to promote vibrant well-being, visit the website at www.everydayacupuncturepodcast.com and send an email. I'm curious in your acupuncture practice, is it mainly kids that you see or are you seeing adults? What's your, what's your mix there? I see a variety. Um, so before I started practicing acupuncture and went to acupuncture school, I I was doing craniosacral work, craniosacral therapy, and I I work with babies a lot, actually, infants. Mm. So I work mm-hmm. with pre- and postpartum women a lot, and I work with babies, and then those babies grow up to be kids, so <laughs> then I'm working, working with children. Um, but I really love working with a variety of ages. I like kids are a lot of fun. I I enjoy the kids. Yeah. So what what kinds of issues do you find parents often bring their children in for? Mm. I think that there are many things, but oftentimes um, some sort of discomfort, asthma I see a lot, and allergies, digestive issues, sometimes anxiety, nervousness. There's you know, also attention issues, ADD. I think parent, parents often bring their kids in when they're wanting to explore other options without first turning towards medication or even if the children are on medication to get extra support, but sometimes looking for extra options. Um, but often I do see kids having a cold or asthma, allergies, digest, digestion, mm-hmm. emotional discomfort, being nervous or anxious, yeah, those types of things. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seems these days that allergies, digestive issues, attention issues, these are, these are huge. Yeah, yeah, very common, yeah. Very, well, they're very, yeah, they're very common. And um, is there any advice, sort of, you know, do-it-yourself that parents can do for their kids at home around issues like allergies or, um, or digestion, which, which often seem to go hand-in-hand? Yeah, definitely. And I I always like to educate the the parents and the children on on what they can do and what they can do at home. Um oftentimes focusing on some simple acupuncture channel massage that parents can do, that kids can do at home mm-hmm. is a wonderful thing. Also educating about the types of foods that can be helpful, even the temperature of, of foods or temperature of drinks. Talk to us a little bit about temperature of food and drinks. That's kind of that's kind of a strange idea for most of us Westerners. Yeah, you know, I've I've had people or, or children come in where when I talk to the, the kid or the parents about when the child feels worse or better when they eat, it might come up, for example, that 
hey, it's when the child eats smoothies or really cold food that the child has pain. And it might be something that the parent hadn't even thought of, um, you know, smoothies are healthy or salads healthy. And, you know, smoothies and salad can be very healthy and easy to digest for a lot of people. But for some people, if they have a lot of cold in their system or if their bodies are having a hard time with cold, just doing something simple such as integrating more warm foods in the diet or avoiding really cold foods can be actually a very easy solution to helping with pain. For for some kids, it's really about just getting some more warm food and drink and then their body relaxes, easier digestion. And I love it when, when the solution is actually simple and something that, that the parent is relieved at, at how easy one of the solutions can be. Right. You know, I've noticed this myself in the uh, summertime. I'm a pretty big smoothie drinker in the morning. That's that's like my breakfast of choice. But about the time mid-fall rolls in, yeah. I'm wanting something hot in the morning. Something cold, just, it just doesn't sit right. Yeah. And um, it's also, it's been really helpful to talk to the parents and the kids about, you know, kind of assessing and explaining to them if, if I notice that the child's body maybe has more of a cold pattern or a heat pattern and how it's individual and we can adapt the treatment according to to what they need and also how over time that changes and maybe avoiding things like smoothies might be the right choice and helpful for a while and then it might change and smoothies might be just fine later. Things always change, don't they? They do. Yeah. Luckily. You know, sp- speaking of things changing, I can remember being a kid and really... F- totally flipped out about needles. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I can remember being an adult and being flipped out by needles for that matter. How do you get kids to cozy up to an acupuncture needle? <laughs> well, I think one of the keys is is play and another one is choice. Um, I think if a child is coming in for acupuncture, if I'm, if I'm treating a child, I always want that child to know that at any point, he or she can change their mind. I want to make the the idea of the needles fun, and I want to make it something that the child can understand why we're doing it. And I also think it's really important for the child to understand that if at any point they change their mind, if we do one and they don't want more, that that is totally fine and up to them. And I think just even knowing that, that they can say no and change their mind, I've noticed children more often say yes, you know, and it's really up to them and the choice is, hey, we can try. I think when the child's given the choice and can watch that it's not something scary and it's not, you know, like a shot, then oftentimes, more often than not, the child will choose yes. So you really make them a partner in the treatment. (laughs) Do you have any suggestions on how parents can talk to their kids about acupuncture and needles? Because, you know, a lot of times parents have their own issues with needles, and it's easy to take our own fears and transmit them to, you know, the little ones that we love without even being aware of that. So what would you say to parents in terms of how to talk to their kids about acupuncture? Yeah, I think, I think first off, not comparing it to, to things such as shots. It is so different from shots, and I think sometimes parents want to explain what it is and might say, you know, it's like a shot. It's really quick. I would encourage parents not to mention that and not not because 
we want to hide anything, but just because it really isn't like a shot, it's quite different. Oh, it's it's totally different. So you you just leave sort of this open field of experience for you know kids to discover mm-hmm. what it is for them. Yeah, and I think talking about the acupuncture meridians can be a nice way to go and talking about kind of this thing that's both very real and tangible, but also can be a fun, magical, eye-opening perception shift for kids to talk about the channels and the points and how we um, interact with them. And one thing I've noticed is sometimes when treating kids can help relax the kid, they don't have to look at the needle. That might help some kids to not look and and actually for other kids it can be more relaxing or relieving to watch the treatment I've had parents tell me that you know their their five-year-old one woman told me her five-year-old had had acupuncture and when she didn't watch the needles she was more nervous and when she actually watched it and saw that the needles just go in and out really quickly that she was relieved because the child had just imagined that the needles go into her body and stay there to work and sometimes kids have this amazing imagination where actually understanding it and seeing it more fully can help relax them more about it and it's not a big deal. You know I think as adults could learn from that too. I think along with that Having the parents, yeah, try to be mindful of if they might be nervous about needles or if they might be conveying that it's a scary thing to just before talking to their kids about it, maybe talk about the the acupuncture needles in a more neutral way so that the child doesn't get the message that it that it is something scary. Same with herbs, um, yeah, not not kind of making a face about them tasting bad the kid might be just fine with drinking the herbs and not necessarily expecting them to taste like some like a sweet treat or something well they're certainly not a sweet treat are they although they can be mixed you know for kids with with juice or or something i find applesauce seems to work pretty yeah well i think applesauce is great um i think anything to make to make the herbs a little bit sweet is is fine. Applesauce is is often a a nice kid pleaser, so that's great. Anything else that you would uh, like to say to parents about how they can access Chinese medicine to help their kids? I think that well, first of all, I I do think I do think reading this book before having a first visit can be a really helpful thing. We had one story that particularly touched my husband and I, and it was um, a grandmother who had called me and she ordered the book and her three-year-old grandson was about to go in for his first acupuncture visit. And she ended up not only reading the book to her grand grandson, but actually acting out the book with him and she and she and the grandson even she she wrote me an email and I talked to her and it was such a touching story she they felt each other's pulses and looked at each other's tongues and she said she even um in in the book we have the children visiting the acupuncturist on a sled so she said she even had him on a blanket and kind of pulled him to the other room and so much fun with it that he was he was excited to go to the acupuncturist and she said she even asked the acupuncturist 
to pretend to just say her name was Dr. Meow, like in the book. Acupuncturist, you know, played along and sounds like the child had such a positive experience. He was fine with the needles. So could you give us your website again so folks can go and uh, check this out? Our children's book, which is called Maya and Friends Visit the Acupuncturist, the website is acupuncturekidsbook.com. Acupuncturekidsbook.com. What a perfect name for a website for an acupuncture yeah. kids book. That's great. Also, a reminder to our listeners, all this information is going to be on the show notes. You know, if you make any of those little PDF yes, um, informational things, we could put some of those on the show notes too. So uh, folks will have access mm-hmm. to those resources. Yeah, we plan on working on those on those soon. We've been thinking about that based on feedback we've had from, yeah, readers of the book. So I would love to get those on the site, and we'll be working on them soon. Samara, I've, it's been so delightful to talk with you today. Thanks for joining us. And, and listeners, uh, be sure to check out uh, acupuncturekidsbook.com. hope you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Acupuncture. If so, please take a moment, click on the iTunes review button, and leave a review of the show. And be sure to tune in again next week. 